Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 37, one of the most popular passages in the book of Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones. Yesterday, we took a diversion from the Bible overview, and I shared with you a dream that I'd had the night before, and uh, just kind of an interesting dream with, I think, a timely message. In no way am I claiming that that dream was supernaturally wrought or that it's anything close to the visions or anything that Ezekiel or any of these prophets are having. It was just a dream, and it uh, reminded me of something I wanted to share with you guys, and so there it is. Take it or leave it. Today, we're going to see Ezekiel have a vision that we know is from the Lord because Scripture tells us that, and it's going to teach us a couple things about the Lord as all of these passages do. Remember, all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is profitable for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness so the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And this is another one of those texts that we can be taught from. Let's read 37.1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were many bones on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. By the way, I think that's such a great answer. He asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Well, of course these bones can't live. That's what you would naturally think. But Ezekiel says, oh, Lord God, you know. In other words, I'm not going to say no, because you know if they can or can't, and you're able to make them live if you want. It's a very humble and great answer from Ezekiel. Then the Lord said to me, this is still in this vision, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I'm the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. That's another, we've read this before about Ezekiel. Ezekiel is told to do some really crazy stuff. And this is pretty crazy to prophesy to a valley full of dead bones. What the heck is that going to do? There's no one here to hear me. Why am I speaking to these bones that are laying in this valley? The reason I'm speaking to these bones in this valley is because the Lord commanded me to, and my primary responsibility as a prophet of God is to obey God and do what he tells me to do, no matter if it sounds crazy or not. That's something that'll preach, right? So he obeys. He prophesied just as he was commanded. And I prophesied, and there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone, and I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, 
O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in my own in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. So much great stuff here. And uh, one of them is just the fact that he's talking about putting breath and bringing life to these dead bones. There's two aspects at the end of this text, verses 11 through 14, the last section. And one of them, like we've said with these prophecies, has double application. So one of the applications, one of the fulfillments of this prophecy is that God is going to indeed bring back some of the exiles from Babylon or from the places where they're exiled and bring them back to Israel. That's going to happen. We already read about it in Ezra and Nehemiah. The walls rebuilt, the temple is rebuilt, and the identity, the people of Israel come back to the land after this 70-ish years of being taken away after many of them been killed and punished. You remember that Ezekiel is writing this in exile. So he's in Babylon. He went with one of the first waves of exiles to Babylon. He's writing this for people who are also in exile in Babylon, and they're very hopeless. They think it's done. It's over. Uh, The people of Israel, it's not a thing anymore. It's finished. And they are like men and women in graves. They're like, it's like Israel's dead. But God is saying here, I'm going to raise you up out of your graves. You don't be hopeless because this isn't the end of the story. You'll be brought up and you'll be taken back to Israel. And this is going to be fulfilled in relative immediate future from when this is being written within the next 70 years. So that's the first fulfillment or the first application of this last set of verses. Second application is a reference to resurrection. There aren't many references in the Old Testament to resurrection, but this is definitely a reference to resurrection. He talks about putting his spirit within them, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Well, someday, friends, we're going to live, and we're going to be glorified in in the spirit, and we're going to be in the new heavens and the new earth or the new Jerusalem. And so this is also a prophecy that will be fulfilled much later. Again, double meaning, double prophecy, double fulfillment, and that is a common theme in these texts. I mentioned that there aren't many references to resurrection in the Old Testament. Let me share a couple other ones with you. One of them is in Psalm 17, verse 15. The writer says, As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness when I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. When it says awake there, it's talking about being awakened from the sleep of death. And so there's a reference, a passing reference to resurrection in the Old Testament. Also in Job 19 verses 25 through 27, for I know that my Redeemer lives and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another. In other words, my flesh is destroyed, but I'm still going to stand there in my flesh and see God. This is speaking of resurrection. Of course, resurrection is the centerpiece of the New Testament. Really, it's the centerpiece of the Bible because the resurrection of Christ is what enables him to overcome sin, death, the power of the devil after living a perfect life, paying for the penalty of sin, death, and justly meeting God's righteous requirements so that anyone who puts their faith and trust in Christ can have that same righteousness 
attributed to them, that penalty mark paid for them, and be resurrected as Christ was in the last day through faith in him and into eternity with God and Christ and everyone else who believes. What a great gospel. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.